You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Did you know that Podcast Juice is premium content? Well, check out Podcast Juice All Access. Join today and get instant access to over nine years of great classic podcasts, members-only shows, and more exclusive content. Go to PodcastJuice.net backslash all access and join today. Welcome to the Prince Podcast at Podcast Juice. Sorry about that. Um, for our listeners or viewers online, welcome. Uh, let me say this at the beginning so we don't have any confusion. If you're watching this live right now, whether it's YouTube, if you're on YouTube, for instance, you can leave a comment on the YouTube page and we will be able to see it and show it on the program. And then for those of you that are on the Google Hangout side of things, you can leave a comment over there and we'll see it here too. So we will be able to interact with you guys. Um, shout out to Big Sexy and Sack. And also shout out to Q Storm. Uh, couldn't make it tonight. Maybe they might jump in. I'm not sure. Um, but shout out to those brothers. And uh, tonight we're going to do like a battle of the bands. We're going to talk about the revolution and then the Saint of Times Love Sexy Band. So we're going to get into it and really look at who was the funkiest band, who was the best band. We're going to do all that. Before we get into that, we're going to, we're going to kind of warm up a little bit. Um, man, I just wanted to say, what am I, I got me an um, a Xbox One. I'm finally, uh, finally into the next generation. Oh, ha- <laughs> happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. 45. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was able to get one of those. And I got the uh, Call of Duty Arm- Advanced Warfare. I've never played one of these games before. I thought that game was excellent, man. It was dope. I was like shocked. The graphics was tight. Remind me of the PC or something. I had a lot of fun with that. So I don't know. Have you played that game, Ant? Or are you up on that? Or have not played that yet. But I'm a Call of Duty plant uh, fan. Oh. Uh, most I suck in uh in multiplayer where it's me against everybody else and we shooting each other, team deathmatch and all that. I don't know how those little fuckers can shoot so goddamn <laughs> fast and accurate but you got that got no damn business playing that much video game you should be doing some book learning yeah you know i when i started playing a little bit of multiplayer last night they was tearing my behind up at first yes yes at first but then i started getting into it and it's it was fun i started getting people and getting hyped so it was cool um i also got uh, assassin's creed unity i think that's what it's called um so i tried that that new one that's the new one that came out this year? Yeah, it actually it was a bundle with what I bought. So it was they gave it to me for free. So I just tried that out. That was kind of cool. But I know today the Halo Master Chief collection came out. So, yeah, I'm about to get up on that. I'm just a struggle to get these podcasts out. But, hey, big boy toys. There you go. <laughs> well, what you should do, the moment they make a... Uh... Black Ops 1 or Black Ops 2 for the Xbox One. Get that. You'll thank me later and play Zombies. Zombies is the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. I heard, we're going to get off the the geek stuff, ladies and gentlemen, but I did hear they got some zombies in this new one, but I don't know how to unlock it yet. I saw something on IGN about it. Yeah, so. I would have picked that up. Maybe I might be getting that myself. Mm -hmm. I normally wait for um, Treyarch, which is one of Activision's, the maker of Call of Duty franchise. To uh, their studio to make the games because that's when they get that zombies. In. That's why I, I, I run shit up in zombies. 
Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, what else quickly before we get into things? Oh, you know what we have to just quickly mention uh, for Prince fans? It is damn near Christmas time right now. Uh, a couple of things have leaked out. One, uh, the Flesh album, if you are up on what that is, was an uh, instrumental uh, project. Prince and some of the uh, members of the revolution, Sheila E and whatnot, uh, that has finally leaked out to the to the masses. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, I've I've heard it. Right, heard, heard about it at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I would say when I first heard it, when my mind I thought it was going to be something else, and it wasn't exactly what I anticipated it to be. But I will say that junk music, that's that is the truth. Like that's. I, oh, I've I always that. loved that. Yeah, that's for 19 minutes of banging. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool Now, one. is that what, uh, um, we'll say, Big Sexy um, Friday means to listen to on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday? Was that is that what you're talking about? You know, to be honest, I don't know. I will admit that I actually had this for like a couple of months. <laughs> And, uh, well, oh, it, it was. I think it was titled "Blast from the Past 2.0." No, that's something different. That's another one we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. The, the the so the flash. So let's go into that. So that one also dropped. That was a I guess a bootleg compilation type set, and it had a lot of uh, previously unreleased um, songs on that one as well. And uh, that one, to me, if you had never heard that stuff, to me that would be a headbuster release. Like there was a lot of cool tracks on that one. That a uh, black sweat and uh, and Lolita. Ooh, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of bad. Yeah, and he dated all the way back to what eighty had some eighty six tracks, nineteen eighty six up to now, two thousand fourteen stuff. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that, I'm still I'm still holding firm for a clean hallway computer blue twelve minute version. Until then, all unreleased tracks. Get a yawn for me until I get that. <laughs> a, a yawn, man, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me just say this: the the hallway version that I have isn't that clean. So if if someone yeah. has a cleaner version than I have, holla at your boy. All right. What'd you think about? Oh, so, and you already any other songs that stood out for you? You know, I haven't had a chance to really delve into it. I, I downloaded it and, you know, did whatever, and I, I've listened to it, but I really haven't had a chance to go, mm, th- that's, you know, that's my cut right there. A lot of the ones that I listened to was stuff I already knew. Um, right. Moon B Levels, that was good to have. In a, that's a lot cleaner than the version that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one more, and I cannot remember the name of it right now, that I was like, oh, that's, that's tight. But I haven't, like I said, really hadn't had a chance to really get into it like I'd like to. All right, yeah, they had um, well, one of my cuts was uh, "Don't Let Them Fool You." <laughs> that 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 was on there. That, um, actually, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the. We actually, for those you know, all access members, you know, we talked about this song, um, I don't know, last month, a couple months ago. So now you can actually get to hear that. Um, what else is on there? That oh, you know, around the world in the day, that was new to me. That version. If, if you, I've heard that version before. It didn't sound like that though. I think the one that was out before, there is actually some different instrumentations added, but this one is just stripped down. It's the same music as the album version. It's just that it's extended, um, like the okay, other I version. Have to go, back, 
go back and double listen to that one again because if it if it's if it's like the album version and extended, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not a yawner. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a good one. Um, what else is coming? I'm seeing today that another one of my jams uh, is 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 leaked out today. Uh, Kiss me quick. Um, if you haven't heard that one, again, all access members, we play that one on uh, one of High Hill Boots a little while ago. That song is a burner. I think it's from 1980. I want to say 8081 maybe. It sounds kind of like something from the second album, kind of real kind of disco funk uh, vibe to it. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard that one yet, but that that, no, I heard out. that one, that one I guess left today. Yeah, check that. I I make sure you get that. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of print stuff coming out. It's crazy, really, really, really crazy. All right, um, let's get into things here. Battle of the bands. So on one side, we have The Revolution. On the other side, we have The Sign of Times, Love Sexy. Now, The Revolution that we're talking about, um, I want to say it is the revolution that starts pretty much from Purple Rain to Around the World in a Day. Uh, we're calling the Prince and the Revolution from the Parade album, The Counter-Revolution. Is that right, Ant? That's right. And the the addition there would be, I'm trying to think the actual really own musician difference would be Miko, if I'm not mistaken, and and Eric Leeds. I'm sorry, Eric Leeds. Yeah. But one could argue that Eric Leeds and the Horn was in the Purple Rain Revolution. Do they were they performed but during the, the tour? True. At the later stages, the right? Later stages, I don't I don't believe that they were official just yet. Okay. So we're talking I about. Mean, oh, go ahead. Because you because. Because we could point to uh, weren't they still doing the Purple Rain tour when Around the World of the Day and the Raspberry Beret video dropped? No, I don't think so. No, no. They had finished it, but he he was debuting that material during the tour, but it hadn't officially dropped yet. Because he was doing and... uh, well he was doing he was doing Temptation. I think he did Raspberry Beret a couple of dates. Uh, he did. I, I want to say he did a little bit of America. So he was he was peppering the Purple Rain <laughs> show. Uh, <laughs> Didn't see it, sir. Uh, the person who knows what they, they just know. as you got cleared, you pulled it away. Here, I was just giving a shout. I don't know if that's going to even even show up properly, uh, but we yeah, see, we it. see it. Happy birthday! Thank you. My bad. Go ahead. Don't get in trouble, Mike. Oh, this is we all family here. <laughs> but no, but yeah, so yeah, um so so the material was being peppered, you know, just pretty much like he, he has done throughout his uh throughout his touring career. He'll you know give you a little hint of what's coming next. So um but I but I I do have a couple of uh instances where he, he did Raspberry Beret. I like I said, I wanna say he was doing a little bit of America during the Baby I'm a Star uh, jams, you know, sessions towards the end of the tour. So, all right. So, we, well, we, the reason I brought that up is that uh, is is that even though he had brought the horns onto the tour, when it came time for the new album and the new video, it was the revolution, just the revo- the revolution that we saw from Purple Rain. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, all right. So we got that revolution, and then we already. So and then we understand Sign of Times, Love, Sexy Band. So I think what we were talking about doing is let's sort of compare the musicians to the parts. 
and kind of work our way through this whole thing. Um, so let's start with the revolution. We've got Bobby Z, right? Uh, Dr. Fink, Lisa and Wendy, and Brown Mark. Um, going back on the... Well, let's see. Do we want to like maybe just kind of speak about each band first? You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me start. I'll start then. So the revolution. Uh, <clears throat> as I think more about these, this band and versus the other ones, I'm starting to realize that to me the revolution was like the jam band for Prince. It was like, I think they're his tightest uh, rehearsed band. And to me, they played his music at the time of his career where it was like it had to be played just like the records but better and he wasn't in a position to be like throwing in all these different musical ideas so it's like take what I do and we're going to play it harder and better than anybody in any other band and play it different and at the same point they are in my opinion are having to compete against the time uh Maybe not necessarily on the Purple Rain tours, but going through the, all that, how you get to that band, they had to be like, okay, we're going to play after the time who are killing it. So we got to be tight. Like we have to be on point because they're just playing nothing but the jams, period. They're not really doing no slow cuts. They do one. And it's just a party the whole way. They'll blow us out if we don't come correct. So when I think of Purple Rain, I think of you know, a band that one, everybody has their own personality for the most part. And they're at the palm of Prince's hand and they just play a very hard driven type of stuff. I'll go into different people later, but I just kind of want to start with that. And Pooh, what, what do you think about the revolution? Revolution. I, and I, I guess I'm going to get a little sidetracked, but I was kind of a little resentful for Prince at, at the moment because I saw Here's his, here's his black man with this band that only had one brother in there, and the brother didn't even talk and just had no rhythm whatsoever. Who are you talking about? Talk about Brown Mark. Oh, man, y'all crazy. That, that brother had no rhythm. He had no rhythm. But you mean like he's right. He has no lines in Purple Rain. He's the only band member that does not talk in Purple Rain. <laughs> but... You know, but the thing is, is like I didn't have that that big of an appreciation. I, there was the mystic, the uh, I guess the mythology mm -hmm. it, it might be the best way to, to explain it with Wendy and Lisa. Are they or aren't they? Is Prince getting both of them? But overall, it's like I just cannot imagine. Here's a lead guitarist, a female, and she's killing it. She's going, she's doing what needed to be done with all of those songs. You don't you don't hear anything out of place, and then you find out. That, oh, by the way, she's what, 2021 at the time? Mm -hmm. To call Michael Dean, that's a headbuster. Like, <laughs> I think, uh, now, again, Bobby Z, I think he's very underrated as a drummer. Um, everybody believes that he's just playing with Prince Program. Dr. Fink is Dr. Fink. I mean, come on, you don't last that long with him. And together, they were able to bring Purple Rain with all of that nuanced song, all of that, really, in my opinion, ahead of the time. To a live format and like not miss a beat and in some cases approve upon what we heard in the movie so that cannot be discounted with that band despite what we think they're not capable to the other people and despite their lack of melanoid 
and their abundance of estrogen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's how some people see. No, no. How is Chris jamming with this mostly white band and two and these women? Those women don't belong up there, but they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, and before we go to Sean, shout out to Raka, shout out to Gregory. We see you in uh, the comments over there. But uh, Sean, what's your what's your thoughts on uh, Revolution? Woo. Okay, this this is really a tough one because part of part of the, the revolution's mistake is I think uh, rooted rooted in um, nostalgia. I think Re- take away the movie. And Mike said that they became entities of themselves, but I think they became entities of themselves because of the movie. Okay. So I think the tour basically expounded on that. You know, you had Wendy and Lisa, you know, as Ampu said, well, they, are they, aren't they, that kind of thing. Each, you know, each band member brought their own thing, but I, I think a lot of times we, we as fans, we want to see the revolution together, back together. Basically, because of nostalgia, because you know that's when Prince was at his 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 peak. That was that was the apex. That was the plateau. That was that was the highest commercially, at least for him. So, I'm not taking away anything away from them. I mean, I I would love to see them back together again. Not not to hear them play, but just to see them all on stage together. Since I didn't get to experience that way back when. Um, a lot of their, a lot of their playing, a lot of their arrangements. For me, at least, I don't really, I don't go back and revisit the Purple Rain tour in audio and video form. I just, I don't really find it that interesting. Uh, now, whereas the Sign of the Times, I, I'll, I'll watch that movie once a month, and right? I'll watch the Love Sexy tour as much as I can. But the Purple Rain, eh, I just, I, maybe it was just because of the arrangements. And as Mike said, Prince wasn't being as daring with that tour as would with later albums. So he was more sticking to what he thought the fans, the newfound fans wanted and, and wouldn't take chances. Uh, but, you know, we'll, of course we'll break down each band, but I'm, I'm not as, as keen as, as most Prince fans are. And again, it's just because I think it's more on nostalgia than anything else. All right. I mean, you know, the thing too, this, this is something I did recently. I I, I went through and because I'm like you, I actually don't listen to a lot of Purple Rain concert uh, material. Um, but I, I do remember I used to have the Purple Rain live home video. That was a head bus. Yep, 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 um, yep. But of course, when you get into Sign of the Times, even when you get into Parade, for that matter, yeah. um, things seem to elevate up. But here's the one thing that I did recently. I went back and uh, listened to June 7th, 1984, which was okay. uh, um, you know, yeah. that, that is a, a certified banger concert <laughs> you know that is like one of the things like somebody says okay what is the revolution about i'm gonna play that just as if there was somebody said well what is uh, the love sexy band there's a couple of concerts that you can play that this is their stamp but as i listened to that concert the 84 one to me they were so raw like it was so funky like it actually it changed my whole viewpoint on them. Like everything was on point. No, they are not doing, you know, some of the jazz things or, you know, incorporating other little elements into the songs. 
to kind of make you like, wow, that's cool. Like, uh, wow, he, you know, horn break or something. They was just playing the goddamn songs <laughs> and, and, and the way they're supposed to be played. And I was blown away. I, a couple of, and I've listened to this many times. I hadn't heard it in a while. And a couple of songs, I would, I played them twice. I'm just yeah. like, do you hear Mark Brown on this or Brown Mark? This boy is ridiculous. And I shortchanged him before. I don't even have to speak on. Yeah, I don't have to speak on Wendy. Ridiculous. And that was her first show. But what I was saying is that to me, I really started to see the strength of the revolution. And, you know, I, even though we're not going to count it, I, when I look at that and I look at, okay, when they go into Around the World in the Day and the other album, you know, you look at that America performance that they have, the video. Yeah, they do have a horn players up there, but it's still the same core band. It's I'm like, God damn, I can see the transition and I can see how they've gotten so much even more better. It, they're, they're incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of are there things on record that we could say that they contributed to? And of course, we can all sit here and say, yeah, Wendy and Lisa, uh, mm -hmm. Sign of Times are all over that. Uh, a lot of tracks and, and tracks that aren't released. Um, so I just, so I'm thinking in terms of that band, I mean, what they brought to Prince are things that I think are always with Prince ever since then. Like their stamp is, I would argue their stamp is on everything going forward. Now you can say that's Prince's stamp, but the stuff that they did, it, it set the bar for everything. Yeah, I, well, I, I go ahead, Ann. Oh, you're talking about, uh, can we do we know what they contributed to to records? It, it it's it's stated that let's go let's go crazy. Purple Rain, I would die for you, baby. I'm a star from Purple Rain was from that first ever recording. So there we go. Right. That tells you either that tells you the the quality of that live performance that Prince said. Well, damn, I don't need to go back in the studio. Let's start from that point. Mm -hmm. And that's some of that's some of his most iconic songs. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is there, there is that debate, the Wendy and Lisa influence that uh, I even talked about that when we did uh, the Plexible Lecture Review. Um, I, I don't think that Prince's music was – once Wendy and Lisa left, the music wasn't – his music wasn't as quirky, and that's probably not the best word, but that's the word I'm going to use, as it was when they were with him. If you listen to those 85, 86 – uh, uh, demo cuts from from various tracks. You, they're all over that, and 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 his music was never the same since then. That that for me, that's gonna always be my favorite era. Not necessarily just because of Wendy and Lisa, but because they were working so cohesively as the unit. He trusted them to bring him sounds that he hadn't done before, hadn't tried before. Um, the, the strange relationship demo. You know, I, I like it better than what he ended up putting on Sign of the Times. Um, there's the, uh, what's, oh gosh, uh, Witness, Witness for the Prosecution. Their take on what they did to it, I thought was better than what Prince did to it. You know, so there's, their influence cannot be, be underestimated at all. Um, even, even with songs like, um, now, um, off of Plectrum Electrum, there's a couple that you can hear. Uh, uh, I think it's ain't ain't turning around. I think that that 
that kind of has a Wendy Lisa vibe to it. Uh, and the other uh, uh, white caps, I think that kind of has a Wendy Lisa vibe to it. So, yeah, I I, I don't underestimate their and they're, and they're still working together as a unit. So mm-hmm. that should also tell you they you know they definitely got talent. They definitely got the chops. So. Yeah, you know the thing. The thing about the Wendy and Lisa influence, and I, I wasn't there, so but I will admit, like you, yeah, I think their influence is there. But I think too, you could look at all throughout Prince's thing, and he is influenced by the people he's around. I mean, right now, yeah. for better or yeah. for worse, he is highly influenced, probably more so than anybody, by Joshua Welton to the point where he even puts his name as a producer written in a range. You know, and even says on on an interview like I ain't play some of this stuff, which he never said that with Wendy and Lisa. I think he's always been influences the music better than there. It's arguable, of course. I say it is, but I think like when you also true though, I think that you hear Prince taking like okay, I have these two remarkable people with me. I want them to do sort of like. This is what I want them. I think like their whole um, that harmony that we think of Wendy and Lisa. I think that's more so Prince having them. Hey, I want to use your voice like this. And the only reason I say that is because if a lot of times if you just go listen to their albums, to me personally, I think they're more influ- he's more influential influencing on them on the things that they did on their first record and even on their second record. And I think they were more influenced by his sound coming into their talents which is still fine but um, but I don't think and that's why when I listen to like a strange relationship I do like both versions but to me the version that Prince put out that was that that was that Prince funk stuff that I don't think they possess and it's not a bad thing it's just they don't have you know you know that's but that's what I like like that harkens back to the controversy album you know that that style of funk so I think their influence is there Yes. Um, let's jump around. We're going to jump around a lot, but let's go to Sign of Times. Love, Sign of Times. Love Sexy. You know, they, I will say this, they have the great advantage of they are like the opposite. They they get to come after the groundwork has been laid and say, well, we're going to take everything that you've known and we're going to flip it and we're going to and we can do the tricks and we can flip it and do, we're going to add this little element to it. We're going to add this element. We got a, a real drummer and it's not a shot to, uh, no, <laughs> not no, a shot. no, no, no. I'm saying this because he's not playing like Sheila East playing. She's actually playing the songs. I want to say this Bobby Z, right? I right. think, yeah. I think he's more talented. And I say that because, he was triggering all these different drum machines and shit that was unheard of. They're trying new stuff. And he had this shit sounding like the record and the record was drum programmed. So he's playing the drum machine plus playing on top. That's, that's a skill to me. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Sheila E should just proficient that she can actually really play all that stuff. And she was doing, you know, they had some sounds triggered on pads, but all the, all the concerts was being played like that versus with her. Maybe they may do one song drum machine and she'll play a little bit of it or then she just might play, but they were just different. So I think she was a better percussionist and, and sort of actual drummer, but I don't necessarily think she was more talented old boy. Cause what he was doing was some magic shit and he was doing yes, that wild genius that Prince was doing in the studio. He was translating it on stage. 
But Sheila E, she's a star. She comes in, that bringing something to it. We're excited to see that. You know, the horns, Eric leads, Atlanta Bliss. Again, I have to fight myself to say that they was kind of already there, but now they're even more to the forefront. Uh, Miko is, is back again. The good doctor, when we didn't really touch on him before. But let's say Dr. Fink is the, you know, he is the backbone of all of this because he's been with all them bands and continued on even after that. He's there again. And he was there from the beginning. So he's the man. Like old survivor. Yeah. he And he held it down. <laughs> he got to do his head solo and kill that every, every <laughs> night. Excuse me. You know, then you, you, you bring in Levi, you know, it's another bass player. You're bringing in Levi, um, Bonnie Boyer. So he's bringing another, a, a, a sort of a quote unquote, a real singer voice, right? To accent what's going on. She's playing keyboards. Uh, did I forget anybody else? Um, Cat and the bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're not the musicians, but yeah, they're definitely uh, there dancing. Again, the bodyguards had already been there. Uh, minus Jerome, so he brings in Cat, yeah. the female. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the the musicians, they're all probably a, a couple of them are very much more accomplished musicians than people in the uh, revolution at that point, and it probably matches where Prince was going musically. Like he is transcending where he came from, and he's trying all these new things. And these guys are probably a, a, a lot more adapt to. We're gonna hit the stage and we're gonna play. Some Mahila Jackson tonight. You ready? Whereas you would have probably said that to some people in the revolution. They'd be like, uh, can we rehearse it first? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the difference, in, in my opinion, where you could just boom. So, Scientine's band, ridiculous. Now, I'm, I'm going to let you guys speak on it more in depth. But, uh, and Pooh, so what are your thoughts on Scientine's Love Sexy Band? Uh, at the time when there was the transition from uh, the Sans Revolution, I didn't know what was going on. All I know was, is one year in 86, there was Prince with Wendy doing Kiss. Then I saw the end of uh, Under the Cherry Moon, and there's this full band. I'm like, who the hell are these other black peak folk up in here? You know. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, because remember, I'm, I'm young, I'm young in this. I'm, I'm still in elementary school. I'm not understanding all this stuff. The next thing I know, I see this distorted um, cream-colored video and it's this hot chick in the in the in the short miniskirt, and I'm like, oh shit, there's Sheila E. What the hell is Sheila E. doing with Prince? And then you got the look video, and I'm like, okay, where's where's everybody I know? And then it took a while to be like, oh, Prince ain't with the revolution anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but uh, when I, I I where I got to accepting them was the MTV performance. And there's Prince out there with this little girl again, Cat. Oh my God! I, I mean, I understand you saying I'm musicianship, but Cat brought a lay something fresh to Prince that was much needed and like really helped his stage performance. First of all, he brought him. She brought him some dance moves, cause, bro, man, I mean, he can move, but she gave him some dance routines. But when they went into playing the Sunshine, because Sign of the Times was a was essentially a one man performance. But when he got into Sign of the Times, the way he played off of them, he had all this energy. I don't know, maybe it's because of the tension, because he ain't smashing his lead guitar sister no more, whatever. <laughs> 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 but wow. you know, 
he just felt he just felt excited like he had some dope music he had these musicians that was just killing it on stage they were playing with them they were all just raw fresh and more most importantly hungry to prove not only can we do what the revolution can do but he ain't gonna miss a beat and feel this new music so i unfortunately i didn't get to see um this band again till well, I want to say 2008 when I was able to, yes, I know, 2008 when I was able to download some of those shows from uh, from the Love, the Love Sexy tour, but they killed it. We, we go into more depth, but just overall, there's a reason why this band is revered as one of Prince's greatest ever, and they lived up to the hype. They lived up to the hype. All right, Ampu, go ahead. No, me. I'm sorry, Sean Hill. I'm looking you at your picture. <laughs> Sean, go ahead. Uh, no, uh, it, this is almost an unfair um, challenge. It's almost like JV versus college. You know, uh, I think the Love Sexy Sign Times band is arguably probably his his best band. I, I'll save the who I think is the best best band for another time. But um, you got all of these accomplished. Players and again, I'm not trying to downgrade the revolution by by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Mike, you hit on it best. These folks could play. That's when the after show started. You know, that's when you know, hey, we we go play a two and a half hour sign and time show, and then we're gonna go to uh, to you know a small club, no pun intended, uh, and yeah. we go play we go play another two hours. We're going to play I'll Take You There. We're going to play Love and Happiness. We're going to play Kansas City. We're going to play this. You know, the revolution would have been like, uh, can we get some uh, sheet music for this? <laughs> you know, these guys and ladies could do it and could put it down. Um, drumming uh, with Bobby, Bobby versus Sheila, again, I, Mike, you, you said it best. It, it's almost, again, not fair. Bobby had a lot of programming stuff that he had to tend to where Sheila was just okay what's the song okay we I'm let's let's play it out you know we we're going to do it um I think for me I don't know I just think for me that band the Sonatimes band is is the apex for me as far as their ability their playing style um, they, they didn't get the personalities because unfortunately, you know, they didn't have a movie, you know, they, they did, but you know, not like preparation. So we didn't really get to, we didn't get to know them as people like we did the revolution band. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's my take on, on that, on that particular band. Awesome. All right. Let's, let's kind of just go down some of the, the actual individual musicians. So we, we already talked about pretty much Sheila versus Bobby, um, I wait, wait, can, oh, go ahead. Can I, yeah. can I chime in on that Sheila versus Bobby? Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be my. It's gonna be safe for an argument when we when we uh, talk about the succeeding band from the revolution, the counter revolution. But I gotta bring up, and I gotta if you're gonna if it's gonna be a comparison, I gotta I gotta go ahead and say, Bobby Z. There is a uh, there's a, a audio of one of his pre tour shows the Prince did, and Bobby Z did. The Alexa de Paris drumming live, and I th- and I know this that, that's a different that's technically a different band, but you know let's let, hey I think like it's a little closer than we think because I thought that was Sheila till I believe it was you Michael then corrected me said nah that's Bobby Z on the drum and I'm like if Bobby Z and we've all heard Alexa de Paris that's a very complex and 
just well i'm sorry are, do you yeah, i think it's Sheely on the record no, no i'm talking about the live performance oh, okay right right you're right yeah and no that, bobby did it live yeah Mm-hmm. You hear you hear that song and all that drumming going on, and our assumption is is that's Sheila. I don't know if it's live. I don't know if that's all her or programming. That's that's Sheila. And then you you see this uh, rehearsal that he did, and it's Bobby Z doing it, and he didn't miss a beat. He did that. Mm-hmm. Did that live. So uh, it's it's not that big of a blowout. If if we gonna count that, it's not that big of a blowout blowout between Bobby Z and Sheila. E. Now I agree with you. Um, <laughs> Can we do this? I know that we have said that there's this counter revolution, but I personally don't. I want to do away with that because is in its core, it's the same band. You know, the only difference is they have Miko and you have Eric Leeds and Lana Bliss. But I mean, they are in both bands. So, I, you know what I mean? Because I just to me, that's the revolution that that parade tour. That's still the revolution. They just a lot better. Uh, again, they okay. just added a couple elements. They only added one extra guitars and some horns. So that, that's me. But I'm saying this, man. Like, I'm backing up what you said. Yeah, Bobby Z is a bad motherfucker, man. Like, if he was fine, <laughs> and, and, if he was fine, he would still be in the band. That's my opinion. <laughs> oh. So you don't think it was all it was all Sheila's talents? I'm not saying she's not talented, but I'm just saying obviously she's a, a girlfriend of Princess. She's she's fine, and she can play, so she's gonna win. According to her fiance, but I ain't saying that. Well, hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over here and sip on this drink. There you go, sip on that tea. <laughs> um, here here's the trump card for me, and and I had to compare uh, movies or or the movie to a live to the tour, but Sheila's drum solo. Inside the times blows away anything I've ever seen Bobby do. In terms of his drumming, I would agree with you, but you don't play a solo in the song. That's right. I, that was that was going to be my argument. He, he, I mean, I guess that could be an indictment that she didn't, he didn't feel he was worthy of a drum solo, or but she was a star too. Yeah, so and none of the none of the revolution took solos. They never did that. Well, exactly. Uh, well, actually, Wendy got the solo at the beginning of Purple Rain. She got a lengthy uh, solo. Before well, that's only because yeah. yeah well, that's only because Prince was changing clothes. During, yeah, during they didn't like that, so. do a band spotlight and everybody got <laughs> to do their thing. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> well, let's go to let's go to Wendy. You know, Wendy versus I guess Miko. And I'm just gonna say Miko's bad. Like Miko is a bad dude, man. Like his chicken scratch is. Re- ridiculous but <laughs> Sheila E I mean excuse me Wendy is pound for pound one of the best things that ever happened to Prince in my opinion and that girl came on the scene laid it down smooth first of all when you just look at it you be like ah oh, this white girl she ain't no way she gonna follow Dez Prince and these cats the cult you know Jesse's and be up there slime but no she does and she does it well. And she got the style and she just got that whole badassery type of thing. Like she was incredible. I personally, if it was my perfect world, she would have went off and been the white, uh, white girl superstar that carried the game after that. And she would have been a guitarist, a whole thing would have been, been out of the ballpark. But I think she's far blows out Mika, which I think is dope. But what? 
I, Wendy blows him out, in my opinion. You, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, now, I now that to me, I've been saying that's the matchup that ain't close in my eyes. I will give Wendy uh, a point because that is her doing that that chicka down 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 for irresistible bitch on uh, the Syracuse show. Yeah, I would. I, I, that that's that's killer. But other than that. Wendy gets a yawn for me. Wow. She gets a yawn for me. I mean, she she look good. She look good. But she gets a yawn for me. She gets a yawn for me. It's no comparison between her and Miko. It's not Miko does it does it all and he does he can do little red Corvette. He can do the blue stuff. He can do the R and B. Come on. No, it's Miko. Miko. Right. I got I got a sideway. Contra, or, uh, parade show, San Francisco. Listen to uh, uh, Miko controversy riff. He even stops the show and says, "Miko, give me controversy all along." Kills it, kills it. <laughs> now he didn't say, "Wendy, give me controversy all along." He says, "Miko, give me controversy all along." If you, Mike, if you haven't heard that, you, I heard you, it. I'm sure you're talking about. I, I, okay, all right. For me, and, again, trump card. That's the trump wow. card. And let me add another that, one. That blows out it's all the solos and different era. stuff. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, we got, got big, big, big sexy. sexy in the house. Well, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> um, another trump yeah, card for me, and it's and it's and it's not from it's not from the same era, but Miko playing "Do Me Baby" on the new tour. Yeah, that was dope. Woo. I just, I just can't. I don't see Wendy doing that. Mm. That's just me. That's All just right. me. So I gotta go. I gotta go with Miko. Not by much. Not by much. Right. But again, I got. I, I just have to separate the nostalgia because again, I, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of the love for the revolution has more to do with nostalgia than talent. Nah. Not saying the band isn't. Not saying the band isn't talented. Mm-hmm. But for, 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 for me, just for me, my opinion, Mike. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of the love is for nostalgia? nostalgia. Okay, uh, big so sexy. I'm trying to be objective. Big sexy, are you there? Can you hear us? Uh, it's like he's still muted or something. All right, um, let's go to. Uh, Before we go, there, there's one more uh, notch for Miko in the bootleg for the nineteen. I believe it's 1986. We can fuck. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was gonna. I was gonna use that one too. Chris don't say Wendy. He she says, ain't there. Nigga. Is Wendy playing on that song? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's cool. All right, so um, let's let's keep going though. Um, so keyboards. Let's go, Doctor Fink. Uh, actually, he he's 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 on both bands, so we can't versus him. Um, Brown Mark Levi. Go ahead, Ann Paul. Let you start. Yeah, I don't even know why you started with me because you know <laughs> how I feel about Brown Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the brother. It's like I, the brother makes it look too easy. That's what I just. That's the only thing I can say. He makes what he's doing too easy that I just just look over him. Maybe it's the fact that he was in that period where he was the only brother with a, with the predominantly all white backing band. So it's like you really he didn't stand out to me, which I guess that's that's kind of weird because you think he would, but. He just did it, and I know he's carrying a lot of those funky bass lines for, for a lot of the live stuff, 
That's him on uh, Let's Go Crazy. That's him on Purple Rain. That's him on I Would Die For You. And Baby, I'm a Star. However, damn it, that we talking about Levi Cersei Jr. Come on, man. All you have to do is look at Sign of the Times, the movie, at the end, where they do that breakdown, and here he comes out, boom, 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 boom. He such a down. He's <laughs> that's it. just he's just yeah. plucking. He's just plucking. That's damn it. Damn it. I don't care. Okay. I ain't seen Brown Mark do that. Because they didn't do oh. solos. That's hey, hey. Yeah, you have. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you an example. Go ahead. Uh, again, London, miss you. Eight, uh, 86 parade tour, London. Uh, uh, Ron Wood staying on stage, and uh, Princess uh, Brown Mark. Let me hear the bass. And he, the bass is sloppy. The bass is sloppy. Now, go over to Levi on the Science movie. I will, I'll, I'll take away uh, the solo. Listen to that bass on a Fire Friend. And I'll, I know it's just basically. On what song? You cut out. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. If I Was Your Girlfriend uh, uh, in the movie. Yeah. And I know it's basically just two notes, but. Bow. I mean, that is just All right. tight to me. He stays with it the entire time. So again, Levi, Levi for me, no contest. Let me let me let me speak up from my man Mark Brown. So first of all, I want you to go. You got to look at uh, the Syracuse. Is that Baby I'm a Star? They do the very extended thing, and they break down that bass drops in. You know what I'm talking about, uh, Sean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. That's what I'm talking about. I have not heard Levi do nothing like that. If you go back and listen to June 7th, 1984, that bass and all the shit that leave, uh, not Levi, but Brown Mark, is not just a burnt bone, but I'm talking about that, like you said, that sloppy, extended, bottom down, where it's just, I mean, that's Mark Brown. You listen to any concert on the Purple Rain and uh, the, purple, the parade, Mark is a beast he's not doing the but he is doing the base. you listen to mountains the record and the extended version and when they get toward the last break when they start going raw with it mark is ridiculous that stuff is nasty that's so i'm listen i hear uh my man uh levi i think he is dope to me a lot of things you brought up is just when he's just bringing the bass but he wasn't like slopping them jams and they didn't they didn't never really to me they never really rode his bass playing he played what the record did but he didn't just come to me a lot of the brown mark stuff he goes beyond what the record is when you listen to uh when doves cry live because it wasn't the bass in the record the stuff that i'll give you that i'll give you that i'll give you that hold on that 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 solo yeah, the the solo at the boom Yeah, I give you that. That was but the revolution. I, I do like that. I, I do, built, like, that. I do it, like that. I forgot about that. The they, revolution they that built their back on that type of stuff. When you hear them live, that stuff is. Re- that's why I say, if you go back and listen again, because I was all ready to say some love sexy, and, and, but but some of the stuff I have to admit it's not nostalgia. Revolution was code. Now they may have been. <laughs> You know, harshly uh, rehearsed to be that way, but with what they did, that stuff was ridiculous. But anyway, that's Brown Mark. So you guys got Levi. Levi, I said Brown Mark. Um, 
Big sexy. No, no. Yeah, I got, I got Levi. I got Levi too. All right, sexy. Can and, you and hear don't us? Don't forget. And like I said, don't forget, Brown Mark didn't have any lines of Purple Rain. There's, there's. <laughs> <Trump card. laughs> That's true. Now, what one more I will give that that might help Brown Mark is that Prince didn't fire him. He left. Right. So there might not have been a Levi on Love Sexy. Well, Levi Brown was, was Levi was uh, playing guitars for Sheila first, so he was a guitar dude. Yeah. So I mean that that that's that's that might that's a that's a half a point for Brown Mark. All right. That, that if he hadn't left, there wouldn't have been no Levi. But I gotta go with Levi. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Lisa. I guess you would have to say Lisa versus Bonnie. Uh, Lisa. There we go. Big, big, big sexy. Let's dial big back sexy. a little bit, sir. Um, real quickly, can you give us uh, your decisions between Brown Mark and Levi on base? Oh, man. Ooh. Ooh, that's a close call. But let me go on record as saying Sunny T puts them both to sleep. But I can get with that. Going with Brown Mark. Brown Mark has the solid foundation. You know, he's got a little bit of a rock vibe to him. Levi's got also a solid foundation, a little more virtuosity. But for me, and it's only a schmidgen, I got to go with Brown Mark because Prince is quoted in Rolling Stone as saying, Brown Mark is the best play, best bass player I know, period. I got to go with that. And, if, and I agree with Sean, had Brown Mark not left, he'd still be there. Does that happen? Well, all right, and all right. And don't slip on Edith's bad too. Y'all need to give Edith some depth. She can play. All right. We ain't there yet though. But right. also, let's get your take on uh, Wendy versus Miko. Miko, what? Why are we even having that discussion? Miko is. You know, I'm not going to rip Miko too much, but the guy, you know, Miko brother, you are just second string. You know what? I know what the world is. It is Wendy all day. You know it. I know it. What has Miko done? What has Miko done since leaving leaving the camp? See, but we ain't talking about that. We talking about the band. We're talking about the band. He doesn't create anything. You know, he's just there. You know, let me play this one riff. The guy didn't really step forward and distinguish himself, other than having good hair and and, uh, graffiti (laughs) bricks. That's all he had going for him. All right, all right. That's it. That's that's what, Man, that's his thoughts. That's his can thoughts. We, can we kick him out? Because yeah, we got to keep it moving. All right, so uh, we're back now. We're at Lisa versus Bonnie Boyer. Now they're both keyboard players per se, right? One is doing a little different things. But let's go to Ampu. What do you think? I I I don't think this is a contest now. Clearly, Bonnie must have some skills to be playing keys for Prince. I'm going to say that. Clearly, she does. But Wendy is classically trained. Wendy, I'm sorry, Lisa is classically trained. Lisa been, Lisa got had her own solo at the end of Another Lover Holding Your Head with that, that, that lengthy, lengthy uh, piano solo. Kills it. Now, if it was just, if it's overall, I would go with Bonnie because Bonnie's body's, he, yes, yes, Bonnie. Bo- he gave Bonnie Chain of Fools, which to me is better than Aretha's. I know y'all going to lose your mind, but I think Bonnie's Chain of Fools is better than Aretha's. If it's overall, it's Bonnie. If it's just strictly uh, playing her position and the keyboards, got to go with Lisa. Lisa. Lisa kills it. We're not talking singing. We're talking playing the position and Lisa all day. Whoa. 
all day long. Bonnie, you know, rest in peace, baby. I know she's no longer with us, yeah. Yeah. but and she was a very, very, you know, accomplished singer. She did not compete well with. Oh my God, who came after Bonnie? Rosie. Thank you. She couldn't hang with Rosie, but Bonnie was very good. But as strictly musicianship wise, come on, man. You said it yourself. Lisa is classically trained. I think we're done here. And she helped create a lot of what was done. She had a hand in the creative process. Bonnie, and this is not a burn on Bonnie or anybody who's played with Prince, but Bonnie was just there to reproduce what he told her to play. She didn't really bring anything to it other than those great vocals. You take the vocals away, you know, she's marginal at best on the keyboards. Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Sean here, what you think? Uh, I think I agree with everyone. I think it's easily Lisa. I mean, I know I've used the, the Silent Times movie as my point of reference, but with the exception of her piano playing at the beginning of um, I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man, there isn't anything for me that stands out for Bonnie other than singing. I'm just talking about playing. That stands out for me. So it's it's got to be Lisa. I mean, Prince, she, you know, he was with her since, what, eighty. You know, he trusted her in the studio. He trusted her to do a lot of the stuff on the Dream Factory along with Wendy. Uh, so definitely, definitely, definitely Lisa all the way. No contest. All right. Well, I w- he's a liar and a cheat. You're not talking <laughs> about saying. <laughs> as a singer, I think she would have been great. I don't think she was utilized as much as she should have been. Uh, as a musician, she was... She would, you know, hey, I can show you what to do. Um, this is no diss. As I can show Tony what to do to stand there and strum, or I, you know, <laughs> or maybe who they, Joshua or something like here, just play this. Like, you're not gonna stand out on it, but she can do the job. But I think she was more so should have been a vocalist, uh, which I think is where she excels. So I easily say uh, Lisa all day. Like, it's not even a question. Um. Did you get you you? I had you start start first, right, Ant? Yes, yes. Sir. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Um, you can't really compare Eric Lees to Eric Leeds, um, so Eddie, uh, Eddie Minifield or Eddie M. But was he Counter Revolution though? I don't think how many shows that he. I mean, he came out at the. I know he came out toward the end of Purple Rain tour, but he was mainly with Sheila. Yeah. And he couldn't hang with Eric anyway, but I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, um, well, he's on the cool. uh, he's on the I would die for you twelve inch. Yeah, I think he plays on that at, on the the tour. Like he came out for those last couple songs. Yeah. yeah. Do we even want to ask Big Sexy about Sheila and Bobby Z? Oh, please, oh yes, with. go ahead. Well, you please. have. <laughs> did we? Did we already ask him? Oh, I mean, it's like Lisa. I mean, not it's not as drastic, but it's like Lisa and Bonnie. Sheila E can do anything on the drums anything Bobby does you know the one thing he does do he does it very well which is reproduce what Prince has told him to play in the studio I don't know how much studio involvement Bobby had but and this is not a burn on anybody you know Prince went to Sheila and said I want you and he already had Bobby for X years and you know Sheila went from percussion to going back behind the kick and can still play better than 90, 98% of the people out there that's hands down man come on now now, granted, my favorite is Michael Michael Bland, but, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about these two. All right. Um, so I think that is all of the sort of comparisons all together. Am I not so leaving? Talk, 
tour and perform live performances? Yeah, and I, I just say mine real quick because I kind of already said it. Personally, it's a I don't know, I think it's a preference, and I think it's in context. If I take it in context of the time, the Love Sexy Sign of Times band takes it to another level. They take it musically to another level. The musicians are better. You know, seasoned, more seasoned musicians have a, have a bigger, bigger sort of thing to pull from. But if I just look at it on a 2004 lens, and I listen to the both of them together, the revolution to me sound more like the Hungry Cats. That they don't know all the rules. They don't may not know all the core. You know how to read shit they just play it like this is how we gonna play it like we haven't been in the game that long we haven't been switched over yet versus the other band they've been to me it's like when to me when I look at uh, the newer groups like Renato and some of those dudes those dudes are probably way better musicians than a lot of the people Prince has ever had like those are dope ass studio musicians or touring musicians that have played with the best and can play damn near anything but are they dirty are they sloppy? Are, are they raw? No. And I think that to yeah. me, I don't know if I'm jumping again, but to me, Prince's music, at least in that, was raw. It was sloppy. And it was whatever, the first take, that shit was banging. I think that's just what he made. Put it down. And I think, the, I, yeah, I think the revolution captures that exactly. I think the Love Sexy band was I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some of the dopest musicians that I can get around right now. They're gonna take my shit to the next level, and they're gonna play it a certain way, which is hella dope. Don't get me wrong; it was re- incredible. But I don't think that they actually. Here, the last thing I'll say: I'll stop this and say this. With all the after shows and all that shit that you have, and I listen to some Purple Rain live shows in the band. To me, they're jamming. And the fierceness and the hardcoreness of the Purple Rain stuff sort of blows out the water of the Sign of the Times love sexy stuff. It is played better on the Sign of the Times love sexy stuff, and they're doing a lot more different musical ideas and throwing it in there. But in terms of just she was filthy like that, uh, baby, I'm a star, and she just bang and they break it down. That, that other band ain't doing that. The love sexy, they ain't doing it. So, so real quick, are we officially merging the revolution and counter revolution for this debate? I, I personally say you sh- you should, but yes, yeah, I think you have to, man. It's, again, well, if, that, if that is the case, this is going to get a lot tighter than it should. Okay, because that parade tour, their performances is fucking ridiculous. Um, I didn't, me personally, I did not like the Purple Rain tour. I, I like. I like uh, Baby, I'm a Star. There's one I think he did in Atlanta that was just, they showed it on VH1, I want to say about five or six years ago, VH1 hits or classic. And I was like, God damn, I've never seen that one before. Of course, there's the Baby, I'm a Star on for the American Music Awards. They did Purple Rain on the Grammys. And that was a damn near recreation of the first first Avenue take. Then, oh, by the way, there's the First Avenue, which has one of the greatest ballads that he's never put the, put the wax, Electric Intercourse. Which is ridiculous, but then, but when I saw the parade tour, that the birthday show, the Stockholm show, 
the Paris show, which they recorded, is going to be a beautiful night. They are killing it. That parade yeah. tour, that parade tour, it might be blasphemous to say, but it, it might, it might, I might not believe it. It might be better than than the Love Sexy tour. Oh, flag on the play. No, I said might. You went too far with that one. Went too far. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me almost coast on just a little bit here. Um, I will give you the the trifecta for the Counter Revolution, and this is coming from the Detroit '86 show. Soft and wet. I want to be your lover. I have to step off the air. Go ahead, Sean. And, uh, uh, soft and wet, I want to be a lover, and head. That's the trifecta right there. Those three songs, back to back to back, I guess, are the best thing that the revolution and the counter-revolution has ever did live. Period. End of story. Shut it down. Drop the mic. Burn it. All that good stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, Love Sexy, you know, the Love Sexy Sign of Times band – to me, like one of the watermarks for them is like small club is, yes. is, uh, the sign of times. Uh, I'm not even going to say the album, but the actual concert where that audio was taken from, um, they, they were raw. I mean, they were, they were incredible. Like I said, they, and that's when you start introducing covers and, and doing different other people's material and the stuff. I mean, to me, again, they, I think that band is, essentially put together so they can do these after shows so that he can play because I think Prince just wants to really play he wants to continue to play yeah we're going to have a dope band and do the show but I want to do more than the show I want to go jam out for an hour and two hours after the show and I don't think that the revolution at that point per se all of them were ready to do that no and again, I think he's dealing with, well, I've been with the revolution. The other part of it, I think, too, is I've been with the revolution all these years. I want to do something new. And this is Prince, and he just changes it all up. So I think it's a great way. Hey, I'm going to just change the whole band up, for, or some of the people in the band, for the most part. Um, so I I just think, personally, I'm going to say, the revolution to me, what, what shows did you bring up, uh, Aunt Pooh, that you, you said, what, that you thought were better? Uh, the parade tours, uh, the birthday, yes, and Stockholm. I, I will co-sign 100% what you said. To me, the revolution, when speaking in terms of the concerts and the live stuff, blows out. And I said blow out. Sign of Times, Love Sexy Band, in my opinion. And I'm not, and I'm, and I won't even, I'll go back to the pre-Purple Rain Tour revolution. June 7th, 1984, excuse me, my mic's tripping. That is one of the dopest. If somebody was asking me, can you play me a live Prince album? I would pull that out and everything else cannot exist to me. To me, that is the Prince that people know musically. And I think the band plays that music properly and they kill it. They play songs that we never heard before, even now, some of now and then, but they blew it out. You could see what he had planned for them that didn't really happen, but they were raw. They, again, all the live stuff is from the revolution. Even a beautiful night. That's the revolution playing. It's not, you know, they're playing based off of what they did, not what they're doing. So to me, that is his illest, dopest. 
to me, that is the Prince band that plays Princess music the way it's supposed to be played. Everything else to me is like a, um, well, let me show you a, a cool different take on it, but it ain't the real take, but this is a cool different take. And I think the Love Sexy Band only works in the context of you already been through the revolution. You couldn't, oh. that, that's my opinion. It's to me, oh. my analogy would be kind of like when we, we argue about uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies and the, the Dark Knight. To me, the Dark Knight is only dope because it flies against everything we've already seen in superhero movie and it showed it to us in a wholly different way. But strip away, if we didn't have it in that context, to me, it would be boring. Like, I want to see some superhero shit. And I, and I say that with this band. To me, Purple Rain Revolution and Parade Revolution, that is the watermark standard of the Prince sound. And anything after that is just a cool, different way to do. Like, oh, they added some horns. That's filthy. But again, it's supposed to be keyboards. But it's cool that they got horns. And it's filthy horns. And that's cool. But that ain't the real, real, real. But it's a cool, different way for Prince to do it because he's going into a different direction. That's my opinion. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting point because you, you say playing music like it's supposed to be played. You get you get the you get to the new tour, uh, and you have a a hornless housequake, which to me is blasphemy upon blasphemy. Mm-hmm. You you can't you can't have housequake without horns. I mean that, that's because that's how it was made, right? That just <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. You know, so for him to even do that on that tour. We're like, well, what, what, where, where are the horns? You know, you can't even say everybody shut up listen to the band. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, that was a good point. Real quick, real quick. Hold on, uh, real quick. Now, I, I see we have uh, Ken here. I believe he's one of the listeners. Uh, we give him the opportunity to say something if you would like. But I think you may have muted yourself. So. Ken. Hey, guys, I'm just listening in. Okay. Digging Digging the conversation, guys. Thanks. Right on. All right. Good work. Thank you. All right. Go ahead. Uh, whoever wanted to jump in. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of hard because my, my experience of seeing these bands perform live was, uh, I think it was probably the Grammys with the Revolution, the Syracuse, then the MTV video, VMAs, then Love Sexy. Which blew my mind, and I've still, and I said it's the greatest concert I've ever seen, alive or in person. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the parade, the birthday tour in Stockholm. So, and that kind of just blew my mind. Like, oh my god, I I, I didn't know because, like I said, the Purple Rain tour for me, I it, it was a little lackluster. Other than Baby I'm a Star, Pur- uh, Purple Rain, and Irresistible Bitch, I think that's that that whole concert to me is just a little lackluster. But when I see Parade. And when him, him, him bringing those parade songs, which to me, and this might be blasphemous, from start to finish, Parade is his best album listenable. Where you can just put it on and listen to it easily from start to finish. You don't that's want to that's, that's just my opinion. I think it's the easiest album listenable. And he, the way he, he uh, sequenced that, that, the, the concert, the set list, how he, 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 he gave you that, that, that feel from the movie, and then went back to his old stuff, and then went then close it out with Purple Rain. It's just kind of hard to... I really have them on equal footing. I guess I've been used to hearing Sign of the Times Love Sexy is his greatest band ever, so it's hard for mm-hmm. me to admit that the Counter-Revolution 
is better. And I don't know if I'm ready to, to say the counter revolution is better just yet. Just yet. Maybe I need some more coaxing. <laughs> you'd be lubed up a little bit more. Like you've been hearing. It's like you've been hearing Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time. That is hard to admit. You know what? Peyton Manning may be better. For time well, 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 let's let's do this. Let's, I'm going to have an interesting uh, question or, or discussion maybe. Let's take three shows. Let's take Syracuse. Let's take the birthday show. Well, no, it's four shows. Let's take Syracuse. Let's take the birthday show, uh, Parade. Let's take um, uh, Dorthman, uh, Love Sexy, and Sign of Times, the movie. I know I got them out of order. But let's take Maybe those. Do for those of us on, for those of you on Valley. That might be a better Okay. Okay, well, let's do that. Those four. Which of those four, if someone said, what, what's what's the performance I should see? Which one would you tell someone to see? And you said see as opposed to listen to, right? I'm sorry, say it again? Yeah, video-wise. Video video-wise. Video. That's, oh, okay. that's why I pick ones that are available sure. in good quality video. Well, if it was video, I would say watch Love Sexy. That is made to be a spectacle to, to see. You know, that show, the concert, yeah. the stage. The spectacle of that visually is incredible. It blows anything, in my opinion, blows all of those other ones out the water. Yeah, Dortmund. It's hard, Dortmund. I, I guess I'm gonna be the the lone wolf. I would go with Birthday Parade. That show for me is 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 Prince as we had never seen Prince before, having fun, being loose. Yet, yes, he's not. He doesn't play any instruments, at least not on this particular show. But I, I think again, just for me personally, the trifecta that I mentioned earlier is just—I would just say here, watch the. You don't even have to watch the whole show. Watch these three songs right here. This is this is Prince on fire right here. You can I even think, throw I, in mutiny. You can even throw in yeah, mutiny. Yeah, so I think too. what you, you did though, you put a different context in it when you said that. You you said in frame is you've never seen him like this before. But I think if you just said, as you earlier said, which show would you just pick? I think I, I think visually I for a person who has never seen any of these shows, I think they would enjoy Love Sexy just because of the grant. To me, in the context of uh, Parade, in terms of him being on the stage with the dudes, was totally flew against the, the, the wall of Purple Rain and the whole look and the feel. We went James Brown. But I think in right. terms of the spectacle of a show... I don't. I can't argue. It's just hard for me to argue against Love Sexy. Like, I mean, that's a three ring circus. You know, he's in the round. You know, it's got all this stuff going on. I mean, that was a Broadway play to me. Like, no, I. I mean, I, I love the Love Sexy show. I mean, I would put it probably second. I would probably okay. it would be a birthday show, Love Sexy, uh, for those of you on volume, and then Syracuse. I mean, the thing is with the Love Sexy is you get Erotic City live. I mean, I wish it were. <laughs> you get into erotic city. You get uh, having the Holy Spirit on Anastasia. Then you get uh, Alphabet Street. I'm like, just those three performances right there is ridiculous. And then you probably think like Alphabet Street. Yeah, you Alphabet know? Street. That was a killer show closing performance. You know what? Yeah, with the car coming around and stuff. I mean, that's like. Whoa. But, you know, and then I, I'm going to let somebody else speak, but I'm going to say well, love sexy. And then I think the visual component of Sign of the Times at the time 
was like, whoa, you know, he got the neons and the the whole thing. I think he just gradually got, he knew how to like, I'm going to put on a damn show. Of course I can play. Yeah. But in terms of the showmanship of a huge concert, I think he just kept going. And then, you know, Love Sexy was the pinnacle. And at that point, it was like, well, fuck it, you can just, we can go down from that. But I yeah. think, I think musically, Parade, well, I won't say a blow. I think the Parade show musically would be, in my opinion, either one or number two. Musically, will, listening to it. I will say this too, uh, Side of the Times, he got cat. That stepped up his dance game. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, real, real you know, quick. Let's play. Let's let's show some of the comments from the uh, listeners. So leaving some good ones here. Um, let's throw this on real quick. Uh, this is from Brandon. Brandon says saw a pro copy of Love Sexy Live '88 for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and it blew my mind. The definite live experience, true showmanship on a grand and epic scale. When it comes to tightness, it would be sign of times and the birthday show 86 detroit all right um let's jump over to another one here uh rock a bash uh also keep in mind love sexy sign of times band was more i guess urban and more hip prince assembled a, a band that could play many styles within black music from jazz rhythm and blues and gospel they were better at improvisation and their after shows became the standard for subsequent bands to match uh, that kind of musicianship. The Re Revolution was a band that really excelled at playing pop music. Hmm. Their image and branding as pop stars really, really it necessary. Uh oh, uh, I lost it. Oh, really excelled at playing. Okay, and then so necessary to recreate the scenes from the Purple Rain movie. Uh, to saturate classical fans and critics. I don't believe them as being pop, playing pop music. Uh, I can, I think that they're popular, but I don't think Prince went super pop. He, 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 he brought up an interesting uh, point real quick. Uh, one of my favorite parts of, of the Silent Times movie is during uh, Forever My Life. And the, the scene where the black folks are on one side and they're all, you know, getting into it. And then all the white band members on the other side, and they're just kind of just doing the back and forth kind of thing. <laughs> and the black folks are going to turn. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if that was what was planned. But I just love that a bit. I'm like, look, look at the black folks. They get down. <laughs> then they pan over to, to Doc and, and uh, everybody else on that side. And they're just, you know, we're just here. We're just here. <laughs> <laughs> While a Sheila, Sheila, Cat, Levi, everybody on the other side get down. <laughs> and Michael, uh, there was some uh, other feedback on the Facebook page when we posted about the show we were going to do on Saturday. Uh, Richard Rich, <laughs> uh, he says, "Love sexy. I love the revolution, but Bobby Z can't hold a candle to Sheila E. Plus, Bonnie can sing her ass off. Also, by the time Sign of the Time and Love Sexy came out." Eric Leeds and Lana Bliss were working together like a finely tuned machine. Okay. I said going your sentiment. Uh, Small Club, that was a uh, Love Sexy tour, correct? Yeah. Yes. He said, after listening to the Small... Uh, this is James Yeatman, Y-E-A-T-M-A-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. After listening to Small Club after show, I would give it to the Love Sexy band. They seem to have a lot of range. 
I would I wouldn't I, I agree with that. I, I, again, I, I love small club. That's one of my top three, two you know top four. But I'm gonna argue all day that the June seventh, nineteen eighty four blows out uh, all of them because again, yeah, they're not doing the covers and they're not doing the you know a little jazz part where they just doing the funk. They just doing that Prince funk. And they, I mean, Erotic City on that performance, it's nasty, nasty, nasty. Uh, Roadhouse Garden. That song is crazy, man. 17 Days, uh, Something in the Water. I mean, a lot of, yeah, a lot of those perform. And then, um, they do all day, all night on there. That's the actual. Yeah. That's the actual music that's on Jill Jones' record. They took the live yeah. version and just did did it there. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, and that's that's a good strike. That's a good that's a good couple of points for the revolution. However, <laughs> you know, we can't we can't let the blasphemy stand. Can we talk about for those of you on value? Strange relationship. Yeah, that's a cool show. It's that's a that, that that is filthy. That is no doubt. That's one of the coldest. Can we talk about for those of you on volume, girls and boys. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Can we talk about it's gonna be a beautiful night? But that's yeah. a revolution. No, 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 no. This no, oh, oh, oh. love sexy band. Love well, sexy I, let's band. let's be clear. Those that's a that's a live song that they just playing playing it over. But are they blowing ooh. out the album version? Yeah, come on, come on! You really saying that they're not blowing out the their version is not better than the album version? The revolutions is different, and sometimes I feel for hearing that album version. But come on, they, they kill. Would that they even have a version? Wow. Would to they? Me, would they even have me, a version if, I, if they didn't cover the revolution? Well, <laughs> they they they're covering the revolution. They wouldn't even have a version if the revolution didn't do it. Of course, oh. it has to be added elements to it, but the core oh, of the okay. song is revolution. To me, okay, those are... there, it's all princess stuff. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, you know, to me, those, those are two separate songs. I mean, yes, the, one is a, as I say, cover of the other, but they are they are so diametrically opposed to one another. They're really mm. not the same song. So I, I, I to compare them. You know, would be to compare. I don't know, purple rain and gold. I mean, it's it's almost. Well, no, nah, I mean, one is things. is built off the back. It's the same music. One is the the album version is what they just took the recording, the original recording, and Prince added some vocals. From Paris, and, yeah, and he a few some little things to it. Added Sheila, added added a little bit more horns. And the band and plays it. it live. Now they're supposed to do it better than a record because that's what every Prince band has always done. With his music, so that's what I'm saying. They didn't do nothing different. I've yet to hear a good version of Kiss, Say Revolution or Love Sexy. I've yet to hear a good version of Kiss. Uh, Diamonds and Pearls on Arsenio, but that's my opinion. What? Well, Prince has even <laughs> said that he's not proud of any live uh, version of, of Kiss. He said he's never been able to to get it right on stage. So he I he ain't lying. I don't really. <laughs> you know, but at the same point, but you can it, pull any of the. Pick one, I'd, I'd, Go ahead. I'd pick the new tour, but I said I'd pick the new tour, but I mean that's that's me, one man's opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say too. I mean, but let's not forget uh, the parade revolution. You can grab any one of them performances, in my opinion. 
and hands down, that's one of the coldest. I, I, you can pull the video. You can pull America, the video. To me, that's around the world of Day Jam. They shut that down. Like, yes, they did. They was tight. They on and and let's not forget too, twenty three or whatever Prince said. Them them motherfuckers was like tight, tight. Like when he can break it down <laughs> twenty three times, he didn't do that with. Well, I'm just saying, man. Like the revolution is cold band. Well, I will see that, and I will raise you. <laughs> raise. <laughs> I will raise you. Saint, I believe it's the St. Louis uh, pre-show, and I will give you Pop Life, the Love Sexy Band. Versus the Go Pop Life that. from the parade show? Yes. Pop Life? Ah. Oh, and Ron again. Oh, what? Hello? Selma right and Ron again. Yeah, it's me. Have I'm you? Back. Not... I'm back. Go look, out, uh, uh, go look that one up. It is the... I believe it's the St. Louis uh, pre-show uh, rehearsal. They do a version of Pop Life that is killer, killer, blows away yeah, well, the blows away a Revolution Parade performance. If we go, if we if we talk of performances from at least from Parade, I gotta throw in and I, technically this isn't a Parade show, but Mike, you spoke of it not too long ago. I gotta talk about Sheila E. San Francisco '86 Love Bazaar, fellas. I'm gonna, we gonna take a wooden leg. We gonna top this tree down, <laughs> this oak tree. We gonna make it with fellas. Chop, come on. Okay. Yeah, man. Come on, that is just <laughs> that is. And then and we'll give some love to Bobby, Bobby Z, Bobby Ride, Bobby Road on that. And you know they were doing the wooden leg. Oh, woo, yes, sir. I don't know. I'm starting to go back to the counter revolution. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. Th- I throw something to the sign of the times, like like they need it. But let's not forget uh, New Year's Eve. Miles, yeah. Miles Davis. Yeah. That last fifteen twenty minutes where Prince had them going through all these different little things and flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee, rumble, yeah, all that crazy. That was ill. That, that to me, that's one of the other. I have, I will put, tap my hat think, to them every time for that. Just, I think you just won it. You, they were able to jam with Miles Davis. Can you envision Wendy and Lisa? <laughs> well, no, no, no. See, to be clear, too, I think that. See, personally, I mean, that show to me was borderline disrespectful to Miles because I don't feel like I think Prince was actually trying to mess up Miles, not like trying to like. Negatively, really going at him. But when I watch that, it seems like Prince is he—he he knows his band, knows him. He's doing all the little hand signals, and Miles don't know all that. And I just think, to me, he felt like he was trying that, and then just, okay, go. And I was just like, come on, man, you're supposed to give him a little more space because I don't feel like Miles really got comfortable enough to really go in on that like you should have. And I kind of felt like Prince was kind of like trying to test Miles or something like that. You don't test Miles Say Davis. Dirty Mackin. Yeah, I just to feel like to me it was like I know you dope and you the man, but I'm gonna put you on the spot and see what you can do. Like I, I just feel like that's I felt a little kind of way about that. Like man, you supposed to let him know it's about to go so that he can do his thing. I just felt like he was kind of trying to show out a little bit, like Prince can do sometimes. Because this band is, is, he knew his band was ridiculous and he knew his band was watching his little fingertips. 
And, he, and they had all this extra shit that they could just jump into a drop of a hat, which was dope. But I just felt like, man, you're not supposed to be doing that to, to Miles. He don't know all your little routines and stuff. But but it's, it's, it's funny. brought to you by Michael Dean. No, no, no. It's true. It's it's funny you bring that up because uh, I had read something a while back uh, when I mentioned the the Ron Wood Sting appearance in London, and I don't remember which. I think it was Ron Wood said that yeah, Prince was you know throwing these hands things up, and the band was changing this and doing that and horn stabs and and he was saying we couldn't we couldn't keep up with them. We didn't know what yeah. <laughs> what, didn't know what, what to expect. Going. What was going on? Yeah. But go ahead if anybody else wants something. I'm trying to think of another performance I can throw at you. I know, it's, I, know I got something. <laughs> I, I think we've hit them all. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I don't, I, don't, I don't really think there's any more. So let me throw this out to the listeners, to, to those that are watching too. If you can, and the YouTube thing, just real quick, just just say Revolution or Sign of Times Love Sexy. I just kind of want get, to get the vibe of the people. Um, we're we kind of just winding it down here again. I, my last thing, my last little hurrah to say is I, for years, and maybe I might change tomorrow. I was for years, Sign Time Love, Sexy All Day, Eric Lee's, Alana Bliss, Sheila. I mean, they kill it for all the reasons you guys said. But I know a couple days ago, I went back and I hadn't listened to it recently as much, and I went back and listened to that. Purple Rain, man. That um, this is before the Purple Rain tour. This is before the album even dropped. Purple Rain. This was Prince after show. This was not a regular, you know, concert. This was a special one-off show. And Prince did some songs that were out at the time, some that weren't. And to me, that band, I I felt good hearing those songs. I was like, God, this is. And for me, I'm the 80s Prince all day specifically 1990 you know uh, Dirty Mind uh, Purple Rain Air musically that's my joint and then after that the 85 86 all that but that core Prince stuff in my opinion they just played it it was so jammed it was so hard hitting when doves cry um like I said before, uh, something in the water, 17 days. Um, I got some of the, what's the one? Uh, Irresistible Bitch. Irresistible Bitch, Possessed, <laughs> Roadhouse Garden, All Day, All Night, Noon Rendezvous, Free, uh, Our Destiny. Like that, that whole concert, man, was just, and then there's the rehearsal footage, video footage that's out there. I mean, they was just raw to me. And when I, I, mean, look, I don't far be it for me to to win your argument for you, mm-hmm. but we didn't even discuss the live version of Computer Blue, which they do their thing on that. Yeah, I mean that love set. <laughs> the, excuse me, that Purple Rain show. It doesn't have all the theatrics and it doesn't have all the choreography of the later ones, but them just playing the music. Even like I said, my man Bobby Z, he's a genius for what he pulled off, because a lot of cats can't do that where they can have and let's be clear no one ever thought he missed a beat on those songs you can't go back and listen to nan one of them joints <laughs> live and think that oh all the beats weren't on there or something they were banging it was on point and it was, you know 
claps was popping and dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like that was, it was just ridiculous. So I, for that reason, man, and then we're counting parade and all that. They even got, so that's to me in the parade time is when the revolution, they learned, they were learning and they went up a notch, a couple notches. And he was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. This is why you can't let Michael go off. Did he having you be thinking all oh, everything? I'm ready to to change from Christian to Judaism right now. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Well, let, let me let know, me just finish real quick. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. We'll go to you. Oh, okay. All right. What I was gonna say, you see all that, and you're just like, man, this is this magic. That how could it get any better? And so for that alone, my pick, the revolution. Not only, well, I'll say this now to continue. Not only are they actually better than Love Sexy, Sign of the Times, they play the music better for me in 2014. In context of as it came out, I picked the Love Sexy band all, all day. But now looking back at it, I prefer to listen to that revolution style because it, it was straight no chasing. And it was the print shit. It wasn't all the little flourishes. I want the funk. Give it to me raw. Give it to me how it is. And lastly, I would say, as I said earlier, to me, those musicians may not have been the best, but they were more hungry and they just played what they played. No different than when I look at like D'Angelo, when he first came out with the band and Soul Aquarians, I don't necessarily think all of them were the tightest musicians in the world, but they were the most raw, hungriest mother suckers out and they was going to rock it. Versus the seasoned dudes that maybe Prince had playing with him at the time. They wasn't raw and funky. Like Pino and D and Quest and all them cats. And that's how I look at the revolution. They was raw back then. I'm done. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, is kind of what along the lines of, and We were talking strictly revolution. We were talking, you know. Propane era revolution versus Love Sexy Time Times. I said it was almost no contest. It was almost unfair. I would say Love Sexy Time Times. But now that we've added, I guess I don't know if it's three against two or, or whatever. But once we added counter revolution to that, my opinion has changed because I think that if you just put the counter revolution, oh, let's leave the revolution out. If you put the counter revolution up against uh, Love Sexy Time Times, for me. It, I prefer Counter Revolution, and I and I think we've gone and mentioned those the reasons why the performances why I think that as Mike said that band was more looser that band I won't I won't I won't go as far as to say raw but I think they they showed more of a, an enthusiasm for for playing and for doing what Prince was doing at the time than say the the Love Sexy uh, Sign of Times band. I, I just think that those shows were more collaborative, I think. I think they, they had more input into what they did. And actually, I, I interviewed Dr. Fink, and he did kind of say that, uh, was that they had a little bit more influence into um, the arrangements uh, that went into the Purple Rain show versus later tours. So for me, for discussion, if it's Counter Revolution versus Love, Six, Silent Times, Counter Revolution. And it's not nostalgic. All right. I think it's a question of, and I'm going to go, I'm going to do what Mike did a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's about the hunger and the rawness. Back in 81, 
when Van Halen did their fair warning tour, they had to work for a living and they brought the thunder. By the time they got to 1984 and that album, they were fat and bloated. Uh, the revolution hungry, bringing the thunder, bringing the heat every night. And they played together as a unit. Whereas the bands with Renato and things of that nature and a lot of the, uh, the sign of the times band had better individual players at spots, but they did not play together with that fire. Because I go and I, I was the other way for the longest time until I saw the parade warm up shows from First Avenue, and that shut it down for me. Then I, then Ant mentions the parade tour and the Paris show where they recorded Beautiful Night. I'm like, yeah, that's the revolution. That is not the Sign of Times band. Sign of Times band is great, but as a unit, I, I got to give the nod to the revolution. Plus, I like the hat he wore in When Doves Cry. I did rock that. <laughs> I did rock that hat at the concert. Yes, I did. <laughs> Go ahead, Ant. Damn it! Clearly, it's, it's me against the world. So I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna As go. Usual. <laughs> Man, whatever. I got a lariat for you. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I'm just gonna say for those of you on Valley, Dortmund, the St. Louis rehearsal. I think there's a Minnesota rehearsal that's floating around too, where they have this extra long version of I Know, which Michael Dean, I've been a listener since 07. You will swear by the ball. Yep. That's and I know that version of the pre of pre on the rehearsal is bananas. And I mean Anastasia, super fucking Califragil sexy. Uh Bob George. Uh Pop Life, Who You Were Mine, Alphabet Street. Now I'm talking about their their performance, and of course, Housequake, Strange Relationships, and It's Going to Be a Beautiful Night. I'm just gonna say it. Peer pressure made me believe Side of the Time Love Sexy Band was his best of all time. My own eyes and ears and the internet confirmed it. <laughs> all right, all right. I can't argue with that, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I can. I'm going down in flames by myself. No, no. Ah, stand where you stand. On. Stand where you stand, brother. All right. Um, so I think that's our. We we've had our says. If we were voting wise, I guess we go to the revolution. But you know what? The people uh, speak to as well. Both bands are ridiculous. Yeah, both bands are strength and weaknesses. Um, any last words before we, we wrap this up? Right. <laughs> well, Rocket Bash has a question. <laughs> he said, Before I end the podcast, which band, Sign of the Time, Love Sexy, or The Revolution, would you send to Paisley Park to teach Prince current band how to play Prince's music right? Mm. Well, it depends on which band we talk about. Are we talking Third Eye Girl, or are we talking the, the band he put together that went to City Winery and shut it down last year? I think you're talking about Third Eye Girl. That's the only one that's getting complaints. Well, that's a whole different thing, man. They need to, they need, they need to step off the Third Eye Girl, man. They really do. I agree. I agree. I, I would say if you had to go, I wouldn't have them teach the band. I would have them teach Prince. Or not See, necessarily teach letters to Michael Dean. Yeah, I would have him <laughs> re- remind Prince what the music's supposed to sound like. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, he can teach anybody anything. It's just I think he's what he's going for. I just for me, like yeah, Third Eye Girl is good side project, 
But let's get back to your real shit, man. That's my thing. And Wendy would let him know, too. <laughs> uh, she would. I think she, she would. Straighten him out. <laughs> at the same point, I have no desire to, and this is not a shot to them, please. But I, I don't necessarily have a desire for him to reunite with the revolution in terms of making new music. It would be cool to see them hit the stage together, but I think, I, I don't know where they're at musically right now. I don't know if they're still the same band as they were over the 30 years ago. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Bobby Z was up to the task. Prince is leaving easily $150 million off the table. He, he just said, nah, I don't want that money. If Bobby Z is up to the test, he's leaving easily $150 million off the table. He's They will sell out all over this country. But he's, Prince he sells out anyway. Either. Prince already sells out. Did you, no, I'm talking about stadiums. Did you guys? He would sell he out a stadium. He sold out 21 nights. He didn't have the revolution. Wait, how big is O2, though? O2 is pretty big, man. Pretty big, man. O2's pretty large. I mean, it's not Wembley, but it's pretty large. Okay. Well, in regards to the revolution, just real quick, I don't. I don't we'll have to get into a long discussion on it. But did you guys hear the? Uh, uh, my, I guess it was called my Purple Heart. Uh, yeah. Disc. Okay. So the revolution, they they st- they can play his stuff. You know, um, I, I thought that that. That this that performance is is pretty good. Some of the vocals, of course, you know, little lacking because it's not you know not the man. But uh, I I thought they they put the music together pretty good. I got a co-sign that. We got another comment. Just want to make sure we get everybody's on there. Uh, the revolution has the jams, but sign love in less than two years showed Prince's range. Yeah. True. Yep. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and dream team and gentlemen. No, I'm saying. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <Lord. laughs> Yes, sir. All hey, right. What's in that? What's in that tea? That's <laughs> water, man. Um, so we got to get ready to get up out of here. First of all, before we go around the room, let me just say thank you um, to everybody with the birthday uh, wishes. Um, special shout out to a couple people. Man, I was surprised. I'm not going to blast names out, but a couple people actually sent me some uh, birthday uh, things, and I (laughs) really appreciate that. Like, that's something you didn't have to do, and that really speaks to the love, man. So shout out to my friend in uh, Trinidad, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, Much respect to you for that. Um, Also, a big shout out to everybody who's continued to listen to the show. And for y'all that even spend your personal time tonight and are watching us, this is a big deal for us. Uh, And I can speak for the fellas doing this live thing. And it only works if we have people to respond to and that are checking us out. So we want to salute you and really thank you for taking your time because time is valuable. Time is precious. And um, hopefully that we gave you some entertainment uh, and you had some fun tonight. Shout out to Brandon, uh, Rockabash, um, Quentin, um, Gregory, uh, the gentleman who just left a, a, a message that I posted. It disappeared on my board. Uh, it was court or something, I believe. But shout out to you, sir, uh, for, for leaving the message there. Um, lastly, my commercial part will be over is if you haven't already, join uh, or check out Podcast Juice All Access. Um I'm doing podcasting. This is how I eat or don't eat. So I really need some help. And one way of helping out the show is to go on to Podcast Juice 
dot net slash all access. It's five dollars a month, but it gives you access to over nine years of classic podcasting that we've been doing. Shows like the Prince Podcast, uh, some of our new stuff like High Heel Boots, which is a Prince Bootleg show that we do, uh, the Round Table, uh, Geeked Out, the original episodes of Geeked Out, uh, Chopping It Up. The list goes on. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, stuff I totally forgot I even had. So that's one way of helping us out. So definitely, if you can, check us out on that. Um, then, as we get out of here, we're going to let you know where we can find the rest of the fellas. So we're going to start with Mr. Big Sexy in Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can be on uh, Facebook under my name, Mark Wiggins. I can also be found on Twitter under Big Sexy in Sack, and I'm in the process of moving in and setting up my office. Signed the lease, started moving things in this week, so the new HQ will be uh, hopefully online this weekend. Nice, nice. That's, that's man, congratulations, man. Doing big oh, things. Oh, man, long time coming, man. Thank you. I got a question. Yes, sir. Uh, once we wrap this up, can we still talk online, or do we need to clear this? I guess I'm going to talk to you and Ann about it. We'll clear this, but we'll catch up. We'll, we'll, we'll jump on Skype or something. Okay, cool. cool. All, right. Um, all right. Aunt Pooh, where can they find you at? Man, I can see me on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I better have my back and tell me how the Love Sexy Band is dope. I'll let you... <laughs> uh, I have a new column of tomorrow, Breaking Kayfabe, and go to 401 Mania right now. We'll read my top eight movies that should be comic books and comics that should be movies. You'll never guess what number one is. Oh, and tell us the website again. 411mania.com. Go read that now. Comment, tell me how off base I am, whatever. All right. And uh, Mr. Sean Hill, sir, where can they find you? All right, you find me on Twitter at Hill Street Views, also Facebook, Sean Hill, and uh, Real Movie Talk, and then the blog, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. I am uh, asking for special prayers for tomorrow. I'm going to screen Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, so no. all thoughts and prayers, please send them my way as I'm screening this film to write a review for it. So. I will pray that Jim Carrey makes a surprise appearance at that theater. How about that? <laughs> that make up for something, right? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It might be funny. I don't know. Hopefully. Uh, I know. I'm the, I'm, I'm the wait and see guy. I, but I just watched the first one uh, this weekend after probably had seen it since it came out. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and shout out to Ken Cole. Thank you, sir, for jumping in. I don't know how you jumped in there like that, but <laughs> hey, we love it. We love it. Keep doing it. Go Thank ahead, you, Ken. sir. Do your thing, man. You can always <laughs> crash with us. All right, uh, you know what we do. We'll see you next time. Check us out, podcastjuice.net. You guys be safe. Good night. <laughs>